I hesitate to do podcast episodes on certain topics because there are experts that are far more wise on these topics and can explain it in great detail. But here's the thing. The point of this podcast is to bring up topics that I think will make you and your life more awesome. Today's episode is one of those. I think that for most people, if you increase the amount of protein you intake, you will feel more awesome in lots of ways sleep better, feel more satisfied, and have more energy throughout the day. I really believe that high-quality protein intake is a total superpower. If you don't make any other changes to your diet, just add more protein. Ideally, 30 to 50 grams per meal, you will feel more satisfied, eat less junk, have more regulated blood sugar levels, and build more muscle. Again, I'm not an expert, but I read and listen to a lot of them. And today I'm sharing all of the best tips on how to actually eat enough protein. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a minute, and I'm so excited to share so many great topics, this one and other ones coming up. I have been listening to so many audiobooks and reading and watching and listening and consuming so much content on a variety of topics from health to mindset to business and managing money, lots of a wide range of topics, all that I think are very valuable. So lots of really good topics coming. I'm super jazzed about today's podcast, all about how to be awesome at eating 100 grams of protein per day. Now, of course, this One number 100 could vary a little bit. Do your research, figure out what's right for you and your weight and your body composition and all that. But I like to put the number 100 because it gives us a nice goal. And I think that's kind of really the average that most people should be hitting. And I think that if you really look at what you're eating, the majority of people are eating far less than this. And this is what our body really needs. So thinking about it, it's between 30 and 50 grams of protein per meal, which is not always easy to hit. So my goal in this podcast episode is to share all the tips on how I've learned to really increase my protein intake, how it helps me lose weight, feel more satisfied, not feel hungry, not feel like I'm like I'm um, hungry all the time, have more energy, not have the afternoon crash feel just like stable, feel my sharpest, less brain fog, less of that like kind of sluggish feeling. I think so much sleeping better. I think so much of this comes down to increasing your protein intake. Now, like I said, there are so many doctors and nutritionalists and actual experts on this topic. And I've actually gone to record this one a couple times because I have all my, all my notes and all the different things. And A lot, I've had a lot of really specific notes, but I've actually taken them out of this podcast episode because I want to leave that to the experts who know it backwards and forwards and went to school on it. But the voice that I kind of bring to the conversation is valuable because 
it is a more simplified, like the beauty of it is the simplified way. A lot of times when I listen to those podcasts and they start talking about um, like cell function and mitochondria and really like super detailed topics, I lose some of the message because I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I got half of that, but then the last half lost me and now we're on to a new topic. And sometimes it can it can just be too sciencey to be honest with you. So I just wanted to do a podcast again. My favorite thing about this platform is saying all different things. Hey, I think we should hit pause and think about this today. Hit pause and think about your protein intake. And I think that the very interesting thing to me about this is that a lot of us are figuring this out, not in our 20s, maybe our 30s, but more like late 30s, early 40s. And it's like, how is that possible? How, to me, it's just crazy that we have to learn this on our own. And if you're like me, it's like when you're in full adulthood to really get it. We should learn about blood sugar balance in health class, in high school, and in college. And it's very interesting how we're taught to, you know, read a nutrition label, more like old school nutrition, dairy, like the little pyramid of things, when in actuality, that's not even true because low quality dairy is terrible for you and refined carbs, sugar are terrible for you. So I just think it's, I think it's old school and I think it's really a shame that we're not taught about this in health classes growing up. Other things while I'm on it that I think that we should be taught is sugar is really actually the enemy, not salt or anything else. Another thing is we shouldn't be afraid of fat. Like eating fat does not make you fat. I remember being young and learning about the nutrition label and okay, that's as many calories. I need to limit calories and then I need to limit fat because fat makes you fat and that's not the case at all, right? Um, We know that, you know, a, a nice, you know, piece of, a nice piece of salmon, is so so rich in fats, but the good fats. Same with like a, eating a half an avocado with the chicken breast and other things. It's just so good for you. Eating fat does not make you fat. Other things I think we should learn in school, vegetable and seed oils are not healthy at all. Like I said, refined grains are not healthy. And the thing is, this affects us so much in the short term, how we feel on the daily and in the long term, in our long term overall health. Reading the health statistics in the world and in the United States, the number of people that have diabetes and um, battle with obesity, it's it's just so upsetting to me that we are not educated. We we I remember being in a lot of classes where I learned about fossils, not to say that fossils aren't important, but you better believe that I think it's more important that we learn how to regulate our blood sugar and the food that actually fuel our body and are good for us is just so important. So first things first, I think it's crazy that we have to learn all this on our own, but we are accountable humans and we take it all on and the responsibility is ours. So it's up to us to figure out what's best for for our bodies and, and for our families that we feed. So I think that increasing protein and in learning so much about this, speaking about families, I've really realized a lot of ki- my kids don't eat nearly enough protein. Some days they just, they barely have any, right? So if they want to have, you know, if we go out to dinner and they want to have butter pasta, which, you know, I try to just do the best I can with, but balancing it out with protein is everything. Never having a a, a carb, like a refined starch on its own is key. Having that protein with it 
So it can really digest properly and it just, it counteracts the carbs so much better. So in my own life, but also in my kids and not to make them eat like adults because they wouldn't even if I tried, but just adding in more protein to whatever they want to eat, right? So if it's pizza, then maybe they'll have like a lettuce wrap slider with it. Just adding in more protein, being very aware that we need protein with every meal and as much as we can get. When I was younger, I'd try to t- uh, try out different diets. And I always thought, you know, it's either low calorie or low fat, but no matter what, I always felt crappy. I'd feel so wiped and low on energy. And just like, I mean, not like I was, not like I was, you know, I'm grateful that I never had an issue with it, but you know how like, okay, I'm just going to reduce this. Or you read about something and then you, you do this fad thing, but you just feel terrible and you feel so deprived. And I think that this is a long game. This is a lifestyle and you just don't need to do it. In order to lose weight the right way, the healthy way, it's slow and steady, and it's not to overly restrict calories. One thing is a fact though. Yes, you lose weight by being in a calorie deficit, but by eating more protein, you are getting high quality sustainability. You have energy and brain clarity, all that kind of stuff. So- Eating more protein helps you feel satisfied and lose weight, fact. Also, it helps you get off the sugar roller coaster. Here's the benefit of having this much protein, like just in, in, the, in the real time. You, if you feel, fill your plate with a ton of protein, we know that that satisfies you and sticks with you longer than anything else that you eat. So, Even if you have some of the other treats, you have far less of them because you've filled up on the good stuff, right? And here are some, what I think, and really the experts that I listen to say are the best, highest quality proteins that you can get. Grass-fed meat, pastured eggs, wild salmon, you know, traditional proteins, steak, chicken, fish, turkey. I love a high quality protein powder. I love the chocolate peanut butter Flav City protein powder with a little bit of unsweetened almond milk. I like the Malk brand, M-A-L-K. I do ice. I do one scoop of the protein powder and it's the most delicious. And then I'll put in a couple little scoops of maybe like a kind of like a coffee alternative, a mushroom scoop. And I'll put in some glutathione, maybe some creatine if I'm lifting weights that day. So I pack my protein smoothie in the morning, but no matter what, my protein smoothie is never less than 30 grams of protein. Every meal for me is at least 30 grams of protein. For me, sometimes, depending on when I'm eating my first meal, it's difficult to have like ground turkey or ground chicken, but like a delicious packed protein shake that's actually high in protein. But the quality, protein powder is is such a huge industry and it can be very confusing, but you just need a very, very clean one that doesn't have heavy metals, things like that. I'm telling you, the Flav City one, first of all, Bobby, the guy who created it, is the best follow on Instagram for learning ingredients and how to read labels. And if you are, when we do eat packaged foods or processed foods, eating the highest quality, ones that are minimally processed, like the lesser evil popcorn and midday squares, chocolate bars, all these things that he talks about and other people do. Um, so it's not about it's not about limiting yourself. It's about 
filling up on these really high quality proteins that make you feel full and satisfied for the long for as long as possible and then adding in those other things but again you're not on this sugar roller coaster crash and we'll talk about that in a little bit with sugar and carbs but it's very very interesting when you shift to have rich protein dense meals for every meal and sometimes even if my meal isn't like this high of protein I'll just have a chicken breast on the side like I'll even just have a plain chicken breast first just to fill up. Like sometimes I'm just doing it to fill up and then eat. You know, sometimes I just feel like a like a leafy salad with a bunch of stuff in it. So I'll just eat a plain chicken breast literally to check the box on the protein and then eat your leafy salad with whatever you love in it. I love extra virgin olive oil and some balsamic and then I put some hemp seeds and chop up whatever veggies I have and kind of mix it all up. Sometimes I like it with – I usually will mix in protein with that too. Um, but again – you need to really look at it because you need quite a bit. Like I feel like I eat two full servings of protein. Like if I go out to eat and I order a salad, first of all, I strip off the dressing or whatever is actually not healthy on the salad because most restaurants, salads aren't actually healthy, but I make it healthy. And then I do double the protein always. Now, when you're out, it's going to be almost impossible to get, I mean, not impossible, but difficult to find organic chicken grass-fed meat, pastured eggs, but always if you do fish, it has to be wild-caught, not farm-raised, and whenever you can find grass-fed meat or um, or the same thing with chicken. I get organic ground pasture-raised chicken breast, um, but it's, it's ground, so it's so easy to cook. I get it from um, Whole Foods. Sprouts has it. Most stores have it, but it has to be organic and pasture-raised for the highest quality. And it's just so easy to saute up. It's easy to know when it's done. You can add seasoning, you can add sauces. It just it's more of like a ground meat type um, consistency. But for me, that's much easier to cook than chicken breasts. Like I know when it's done, I'm not risking undercooking it. Um, it crumbles really nice, so it's easy to throw in. Sometimes I'll just um, make like a simple vegetable soup that I keep in the fridge for days and I'll add my protein in fresh. Or even I'll get like at the vegan place down the down the road vibe that I love. I'll get like their vegan vegetable curry soup. So it's just a soup. Um, and I'll almost use that as my sauce. And then I just saute up a ton of ground chicken. And it makes for like just like this this like – I mean it's, it's a protein-based. I just take a soup and make it like a sauce. So it changes it up because it is difficult to eat lean meat and vegetable all the time, especially at this volume. But the best thing is it fills you up and you're not hungry. You're just not hungry all the time. So we know the three macronutrients that we can eat are protein, carbs, and fats. Many are a mix, like nuts have all three, protein, carbs, and fats. But most foods are primarily something, like chicken is primarily a protein, avocado is primarily a fat, an orange is primarily a carb. So knowing these three macronutrients, and again, going back to kind of high school and college, this is what I think we should be taught. But between these three macronutrients, we have hunger hormones that scream at us all day. And what we know, studies after study has shown that protein is the most satisfying macronutrient and it satisfies over half of our hunger hormones. So when you eat enough protein, an optimal amount of protein, it's not having 
it ha- it just helps regulate your blood sugar. It's satisfying you in the way that your body needs because if not, we will continue to eat until we get the amino acids that you are craving. And it's so interesting how protein is because it's kind of like the more you eat it, the more you crave it because that feeling is so satisfying. And I love having like a nice full meal and then like checking the box. Before when I was trying to eat light, I would eat so light that it would, I would be hungry every two hours. So it's just – and then I felt like I was thinking about food too much, which doesn't, which doesn't feel good to me. So I love that it's like this nice protein-dense meal. I feel satisfied and full. And then I go off and I have energy. It's not like constantly snacking on a little of this and snacking on a little of this because that also leads to like you just grab whatever is around. It's hard realistically to pack eight snacks, especially if you're on the go, if you're working from home or stay-at-home mom or something like that, it's a little bit easier. But it's still difficult to have that many high-quality snacks that are protein-rich snacks. So I think that having those nice fuller meals and focusing on the 30 to 50 grams each meal is so key. And here's the secret to it. Protein is the slowest to digest, so it keeps you full longer. Meals should keep you satisfied for a full four hours, if not six. That's the, that's the window, four to six hours. Your meals should sustain you throughout the day. So have your energy to do all your things. Make, you know, get up and make a presentation and kill it. Have energy to work out, chase your kids around, have fresh thoughts and and be sharp and not just be wiped. And it keeps our blood sugar regulated. On that note, the first meal of the day is so important and it's so important to have at least that 30 grams of protein. A lot of people will have something like an avocado toast with like an egg on top. The problem is an egg has six grams of protein. And we know we never want to eat naked carbs. It spikes your it spikes your blood sugar and it makes you make more carbs. So within 2 hours of just having the to- just having just toast or even an avocado toast even though it's the carbs with the with the fat which is great, we need more than 6 grams of protein. That will not sustain you for 6 hours. It's just not enough to get you there. Breakfast is the most important time and I think the time when most people skimp on the protein because it doesn't, especially if you're eating breakfast early in the morning, it's difficult to eat that much protein sometimes. But I'm telling you, 30 grams per meal, I love my first meal in the form of like what I'll call like a protein shake that has like a mushroom coffee blend and extra powders. So it gives me a boost. I feel like sometimes my supplements aren't always aren't always working enough for whatever reason, like if my body isn't processing enough or, you know, converting enough of those supplements into my system, I love changing it up and putting them in powder form because then it's just like this packed smoothies. I'll go in waves. Like right now, for me, it's just the protein powder, my other powders, my coffee powder, the almond milk and ice. That's it because it kind of just, it's like a coffee chocolate milkshake in the morning, but a very healthy one. Um, But then a couple months ago, I was doing like, a tiny slice of a frozen banana, a couple little fro- uh, frozen zucchini squares, but after they've been steamed, not like raw and frozen, but steamed and then frozen, um, a little bit of spinach, a little bit of frozen organic wild blueberries. Wild are the best. 
Um, and it was kind of more of like a fruit and veggie smoothie too. So I'll kind of do that. Sometimes I'll do that if it's more of a meal replacement during the day because it's just like more full. But I've been loving in the morning the healthy chocolate coffee. So, so, so good. And it gets enough protein in. So I love that. It just, it gives me lots of energy. And then I'm not constantly thinking about food or I'm not grabbing things that I don't want to eat or I'm not stuck somewhere, stuck in carpool or stuck at a sport and just like starving and like no energy, wiped, can barely stay awake. I have been there. And by having these really rich protein meals, I feel like I'm able to work at optimal mindset and speed and strength and energy still into the afternoon. I think a lot of people in the afternoon crave that sugar, right? Maybe it's a sugary coffee, which we don't even think of a sugary coffee, but most Starbucks coffees are have lots and lots of sugar, like teaspoon after teaspoon of sugar in them. So it's, you know, basically like a brownie in disguise. Or we crave a cookie or a croissant with butter or things like that. It's kind of like that afternoon crash because usually we haven't set up our meals in a way to sustain us. So we feel satisfied. And you know, it's kind of like the more you do, like you dread working out, but then once you get in a rhythm, like you really, even if you're a person who hates working out, you actually kind of look forward to working out. It's like this, once you eat more protein and you get used to the volume of eating more protein, first of all, it's so satisfying because you're eating more, like just to simply get to 30 to 50 grams of protein, you're eating a lot of food, which feels good. And then it sustains you for so much longer. And I find that I just don't have that like starving, like all of a sudden like, oh my God, I'm starving, I'm hangry, I must eat now because it just, it sustains so much longer. Eating whole foods and getting the right mix of macronutrients on your plate is everything. And I think that starts with upping our protein. Again, I love eggs, organic ground chicken, protein powder. Protein powder is a great way too to get in your sweet because for me, it's difficult to eat kind of all this all this protein. So like protein and vegetables, maybe a little bit of organic sweet potato with it. And then it's such a salty thing. I always need a little tiny something sweet. So usually after lunch, I'll have like, you know, a couple bites of something or a couple scoops of coconut cult yogurt. It's the probiotic yogurt. It is so good. If you like tart, they have a plain flavor. I love their chocolate mousse. It's just like it's just like a scoop of, but it's it's a coconutty taste that kind of a, still has a coconut tart taste. Craig will do it. My kids, eh, it's, it's it's a little bit too adventurous for them, but it's so good for you. It's a scoop of probiotics. It's a yummy, delicious something. But I need something after. Like I can't just walk away with a you know chicken and green beans and all that. Like I need something a little bit sweet. But I just pick the sweet alternatives. Or maybe I have an early dinner with the kids at five, and I know that like that's not going to get me all the way through the night. So I try to stop eating by 7 p.m. So I'll just make a mini protein shake. So that way, even if I'm eating, again, it's protein, it's high quality protein, and it will sustain me through the night. And it's not kind of these empty, this, I don't know, empty energy food is how it feels to me. These refined carbs and sugary foods and croissants and bagels and donuts and all the yummy things, especially during the holidays. But I think like I always say, if it's for, if it's an experience and if you're doing things, and by the way, an experience doesn't mean it's somebody's epic 40th birthday and it's their cake. No, it could just mean that for you, you have this like delicious donut 
outside on a bench by yourself. You, it's your favorite thing and you're having a special morning. Perfect. That's a moment. That's the time to do it. But I think on the regular, 80% of the time, we eat for fuel. We eat to feel good because even though that is so fun, you, nobody, nobody, we all have different things. We all have foods that work better for us and don't work better for us. But I, I really think that nobody feels better when they eat bagels and donuts and croissants versus eating high quality, high protein meals that really satisfy and sustain you in the long term. And the best thing is, like I said, you get to eat a lot of food and you still lose weight. You lose weight for a bunch of reasons. For for your body, because it makes you feel full longer, you're not grabbing all that extra stuff that, you know, those kind of sugary carbs that make you crave more of it. It's designed to do it, especially like in the afternoon or if you're eating a bunch of meals that don't have enough protein that don't sustain you, like you have toast and then you have and then you have something else and it's just not enough to sustain you for that like full four to six hours that you'll probably have in between meals. For me, changing the level of protein and basically in my mind, I kind of just, now that I know how much protein at the beginning I was being very careful about measuring things out and I wanted to really make sure I was hitting the numbers. Now that I know... To me, it's kind of like eating a double portion of protein, like a full double portion. Like I said, if you're at a restaurant, you order two, you get a salad, clean it up, and then do two sides of protein on top. That's usually where you're hitting your numbers. One is not enough. It's probably like half, probably like 25 grams of protein. But again, to try to reach that optimal amount. And if you want to do a deep dive on this stuff, it is I highly recommend getting one of those little monitors that you put on the back of your arm that constantly monitors your glucose. Now, even if you only do it for three days, if you're like me, you're like most of us, we kind of eat similar things, right? It's so interesting to see what, and everyone's different, what spikes your blood sugar and what doesn't. So maybe you have an apple and it spikes your blood sugar. Or maybe it doesn't at all. Maybe you have a whole carton of blueberries and it doesn't, that natural sugar doesn't spike your, doesn't spike you. But then maybe you have this salad every day that you love that you feel like is low sugar. But then when you have the monitor on, you realize like, oh my gosh, that just threw me through the roof. It's just so interesting. And other things play a factor into it too. Your exercise can sometimes um, make it go up and down. And this is a very individual thing. Um, but if you really want to see how the foods you are eating affects your blood sugar, I highly recommend getting one of those little personal monitors. They're very cool. And it's just so cool that the technology has really advanced. Um, I don't even think I knew about people doing them before the last, I don't know, two years before that. I never heard of anyone. I mean, if you have diabetes, yes, but not, not recreationally, not for, not for your own knowledge and for information. But I think that's really the best way to really know how your body is reacting to the foods that you consume. And I think that just taking a moment to think about the foods that we eat and making it in a way so it's not limiting. This is not a hunger plan. This is like eat lots of food and like all the good food. And it's so cool that once your body feels good like this, that for me, I just feel like I just feel like digestion is good and my system is regular and I don't have any like 
burping or gas, not to be graphic, but you know, like when your whole body is like in sync, like, yes, I feel like I'm eating how my body wants me to eat. And it's a matter of eating lots of these good foods that don't put you on this sugar roller coaster that make you feel satisfied so that you have energy to go out there and be awesome and do all the things that you want to do and not constantly be thinking about food and constantly being hungry and not starving yourself, not feeling like you you know you have to crazy calorie restrict in order to make any progress on diet. And you know, for me, if you listen to other podcasts I do on this, I'm all about long-term health, not short-term being thin. I think that the we listen, you could eat one McDonald's meal a day that was 800 calories probably and lose weight 100%. But that's not that's not the game plan, right? We're trying to do this for long-term. A calorie is definitely not a calorie in my opinion. Um that's the quality of the foods and how it reacts to our body and what it does to us over time and how it changes our blood sugar on the daily, but also how it affects everything else, how we store fat, our metabolism, all the other complicated things going on in our body. I think it's so interesting. And I think that this whole conversation can be so overwhelming. And that's why I wanted to do a a podcast just on eating more protein. That's it. Don't change anything else. Well, take out the sugary drinks too. That's an easy one. Some of the women I mentor, we talk about having more energy at the end of the day and stuff. And right away, if I take out like the Snapples and all like the Gatorades, the things that we might not even realize have tons of sugar, you could eat completely clean the whole rest of the day. But two of those sugary drinks are enough to make your body go wacky. Um, So side note, that would be the second thing that I would do that's a pretty easy fix. Trade it out with water or sparkling water or my favorite celery juice um, instead of the sugary drinks or the sodas. That would be the other easy fix. But for this podcast, just add more protein. Still like have the little treats you want, but I'm telling you, you won't need as much of them. And it's a huge difference between having, you know, three bites of pie versus having two full slices of pie. That's completely different in how it affects your body. And this way, when you're eating these nice, full, robust, filling meals, then you just need a couple bites. Like, because, you, you know, you're full. You're full on the healthy fuel, and then you have the rest for fun. And overall, you lose weight, you have more energy, you don't feel deprived, you sleep better, you don't have brain fog, all the things. I'm telling you, eat more protein, and you will feel more awesome on the short term and on the long term. I'll make sure to link the things we talked about in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming back and um, every week and listening to all the all the fun topics. I have so many cool things planned. I'm excited um, for the next couple episodes and I'm excited to dive into the new year with you guys. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.